Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome back to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast and presented by the DWZ Football Network and BetUS.com. And uh, back with me, as always, the bearded wonder. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. What's going on, buddy? Nothing. My uh, entire apartment smells like pumpkin spice. I think she's got the candle going somewhere. Uh, so 
if I start my eyes start to water at any point, it's because of that. I even she even decorated for me. What a peach she is. So I'm good. How the hell have you been, my friend? Good. A random road trip to Maryland and back. Of course, we had to stop off in uh, Hocking Hills, Ohio National Park. A little hiking. Mrs. Memphis, she loves her some hiking. Me, not so much, but don't tell her that. She doesn't listen to the show anyway, although she is a subscriber, and she's left a YouTube uh, <laughs> thumbs up as I well. I hate Randy. Sense. Yes. Love Jerry. Hate Randy. <laughs> All right. But hey, man, we're not alone. It is guest season. Let me intro our guest. Now, our guest's name is Evan Brown, and you can catch Evan's writings and Superflex Rankins over at the Dynasty Nerds. And you can catch his audio content as the host of Dynasty Debates. That's a podcast. I've been a guest. This man enjoys a good gif, and he loves talking Dynasty trades. It's a Dynasty Debate show, and it's all about hashing it out with some of the brightest minds in the Dynasty game. Make sure you're subscribed and checking out Dynasty Debates if you're looking to round out your Dynasty podcast. Uh, what do we call that? Like your, your cue? Your content? Anyway, Evan, Mr. Evan Brown, all the way from across the pond. Evan, welcome to the Dynasty Warzone. Thank you so much. That was very kind. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Excited to be chopping it up with you fellas. Now, now before we get going, um, I did a guest spot on your show. Again, Dynasty Debates. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. Now, Evan does a great job of mixing Dynasty, which we all love. That's why we're listening to this podcast. And he mixes up a little redraft content. He does a thing called Bust Mart. And what's the one for studs? Studs are us. Studs are us. So uh, the week that I was on, I thought I'd get crafty. I thought I'd be savvy. And I thought, man, against this putrid Atlanta Falcons defense, I was like, Zach Wilson, studs are us. That was actually, he was a bust-a-rooney. He was a bust-mart special. So please go back to the good folks of the Dynasty Debates. Let them know you were on the podcast. And I issued not only to you, but to your listeners a formal apology. Now, Jerry... What do you have for Evan before we start uh, kicking off this show? Nothing. Let's get let's get this going. I've never. I don't think we've. You know, Ireland has been a part of the podcast. We've got a couple of British guys. Got a lot of the Aussies. Got some Icelandic Icelanders. People. Icelanders. Yeah. I think. Oh, uh, I think Northern Ireland. This is the first Irish appearance. So love to see it. Glad you're here, man. Just but just bust Randy's chops. That's the only rule. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, let me get the promoting out of the way, and we'll get into uh, everybody's favorite segment, Good People, Bad Tweets. Uh, obviously, you can always get these podcasts early on YouTube, Dynasty Warzone on YouTube. Uh, I think the best content on our YouTube channel is provided by Kyle of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I love what he's doing right now. He's doing 20 to 30-minute videos on Tuesday on Thursday, sometimes it has Dallas, sometimes he's just alone, but I love the no-nonsense, just the facts, let's get to this, boom, 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 and then on Saturdays, he's hitting you with 10 minutes of waiver wire sniping, you know, you might have an extra play or two on your roster, because on Saturday, you would have already picked up guys for this week, this week is bye week hell, it's an absolute slaughterhouse of buys, and Kyle is killing it. Tuesdays with waiver wire, Saturdays with waiver wire sniping, and waiver wire sniping is a YouTube exclusive. That's one of the best reasons to to tune in and subscribe over to YouTube, as well as my gambling props. I've went four and two 
over the last two weeks. I usually release three a week. Been doing a bonus for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And then final thing on the YouTube is Football Sunday School will be back this Sunday. So, Jerry, uh, any chances you're not working on Sunday? Unfortunately, Jerry's got an open to close on Sunday, so lucky uh, me. The old clopin'. Gotta love it. All right, well, let's roll into what I like to call the internationally known, yet locally accepted, good people, bad tweets. All right, this week's uh, participant, willing or unwilling, is uh, Mr. Kyle Yates. Now, uh, Mr. Kyle Yates was... Uh, I don't remember his exact tweet. I, I have like the reply to the tweet. He was like, is there anything more irritating than Javante Williams not getting a lion's share of snaps over Melvin Gordon? And and and, and not only, first of all, I agree with that take. Jerry, uh, now Evan calls Javante Javant Bay. He can get into that in just a second. Jerry knows what a fan of Javante Williams I am. So I agree with Kyle's premise. But let me go on in this thread. And Mr. Melvin Gordon, official, with a check mark. So it's actually Melvin Gordon. So remember, Kyle's initial tweet was, what's more irritating than Melvin Gordon getting an equal snap share to Javante Williams? Melvin Gordon, the Melvin Gordon of the Denver Broncos said, you're writing this dumb tweet. And this, and, and this, this is where Kyle loses me. He's like, first of all, he calls him Flash, because that's his Twitter handle. Flash, comma. Good use of the comma, by the way. Flash, comma. Was just using this as an excuse to insult my co-host. Ha ha. Nothing more. You guys are a dynamic duo. It makes sense why you guys are splitting work. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Now, I saw this. Thanks to Evan, by the way. That's part of the reason why I picked this one. Evan had like 800 likes and a couple of hundred retweets or whatever it was. And I just posted on there like a, my, a Michael Jackson moonwalking gif. My man moonwalk off, moonwalked off his initial take so hard. Now, I'll be honest. I, the only time that I've ever had a pro athlete retweet or tweet at me was I said some really nice things about Allen Robinson once, and he liked my tweet. Um, but, Evan, you this was your most popular tweet of all time. What was your thought when you saw his initial comment about Javante and Melvin, and then him running it back so quick. Oh my gosh! It was I actually was um, yeah. I was I think I was just sitting having a coffee, having my coffee, and like scrolling through Twitter, and I literally like it was one. Of, it was like that moment where um, you seen that gif where they're just like spitting the coffee out. I was sort of like having a sip of coffee, and then I seen the tweet and the reply. I thought it was just some random person replying to it. And then I looked at like the handle to see who actually replied to it. And I like, I just couldn't stop laughing for like five minutes. I just thought it was so funny. No, nothing against Kyle. It was just such a, a hilarious situation, if you will. You know, it was just, it was, it was gold. It was classic. I was just like, and that's why it was so funny. Cause I just screenshotted the initial tweet and the interaction. And then I just tweeted, do you want to see a dead body? And then I put that, but I put that in there. Cause he, you know, Melvin just comes in out of nowhere and just bodies him. And then, uh, it was just, it was very funny, but I felt bad for Kyle cause he's just getting buried by everybody now. But, um, it was just a really funny situation. I thought, no, man, I, I agree. And like I said, if you say it, say it, say what you mean and mean what you say, people aren't going to like it, including and, and by the way, in Kyle's defense, he didn't at Melvin Gordon. 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's the important thing to point out is he wasn't being a dick and like, you know, saying like, hey, at Melvin Gordon, why are you such a bum or anything like that? He was just having a conversation and Melvin Gordon was obviously checking Twitter for his name and saw it and just decided to chime in. But it was it was the funny awkwardness of it all, you know, that I thought was hilarious. Not even the take. Like I said, I agree with the take. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with everything that you said. And again, tip of the cap, kudos to Kyle for not adding him. You know, I took a, a funny uh, side swipe, you know, at a, at a uh, I guess it's another content provider. One of their people had put out a post on their site. And, you know, you know, everybody has their right to their opinion. And it was tongue in cheek. But they said that in redraft, you could go ahead and drop Saquon Barkley. And, and, and my snarky comment was, is that the staffing crisis here in the U.S. has obviously hit the editorial staff of this particular <laughs> network hard because somehow that one got past editorial control. Like I said, this is not a shot at him, uh, but even when con- confronted by the, the pro athlete, just be like, hey, man, you, you, I think what, what would your response have been? To, to Melvin, had he come at you that way? Because I think you and I are both in the same camp that we like Javante more than Melvin. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but what it's, would you that's what I mean. That's, that, that was what was so funny to me. It was I just genuinely, I kind of laughed because I was like, man, I can just imagine how awkward that is, you know, because you're just having a conversation, having a laugh on Twitter, and all of a sudden this, like, pro athlete is chiming in on your take about him. And it's like, I even said that because a couple of people started coming at me and saying, oh, yeah, he should have piped back in, and you know, he should have gone back to him and everything. And I was like, what are you going to say? You're going to tell him why he sucks? Are you going to tell a professional athlete why he he just needs to pack it in and give up? No, you can't, you can't say that. I mean, he's not going to – I just – I laugh. I don't know. I don't even know what I would have said. I would have just been like, hey, man, I would have just said something like no disrespect. I'm just talking fantasy football here. I know you got a job to do, something like that. I wouldn't have said I disagree, I didn't mean it, or it was a joke, but I wouldn't have like – I'm not going to get out a stats chart to explain to him why, you know, uh, Javante has a better juke rate than him or something. You would have, you would have hit him with that old caveat of uh, yards per rush. That, that yeah. really does that. Really, well, do, if you do, look at you the broken tackles. <laughs> do you know your yards per carry right now, Melvin? Jerry, what would you have said if Melvin had come at you? If you tweeted, just again, same thing with Kyle. He tweeted nothing bad. He didn't F-bomb him, add him, nothing like that. But what would you have said if a, the actual uh, target of your tweet was to actually respond to you? Not a damn thing. I'm taking my L because he, 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 listen, what's he going to do? He could crush me with his wallet. Like, I'm not, there's nothing I can say to that. If he actually searched he, he, he himself, responded. He would have knocked you down and laid his wallet on you like yeah. Thor's hammer, and you would have not been able to have gotten up. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's I, I couldn't have said anything. He would have gotten me in that moment, and I, I would have let it be, I guess. But, yeah, that's I think, yeah. I, he backpedaled faster than any corner has ever done ever on a deep route. Like, it was something, man. Yeah, I think the only thing you can do at that stage is just laugh at yourself. You know, I think I would have probably quote tweeted his reply and just done like a a gif of like getting knocked down from the top rope or something, you know, just like or like the folded chair to the face or something like just have a laugh with it. I'm going to take kind of what uh, Evan said. I'm going to take both of his comments and make it one. First of all, I would have been like, yo, man, we're just talking fantasy football. We, we still love you. You're, you're a great guy, great member of the community. We're just fantasy nerds. 
you know, in, in some case, dynasty nerds, you're, you're part of their staff. And then the other one, I think I may have quote tweeted it with that gif of Doc Holliday from Tombstone with like, there, now we can be friends again. So th- yeah. there you go. Um, good person, bad take. Uh, all I can do when I read that and then I saw the back pedal, I, I just got to give it this. All right, let's move on. But I do want to say that Good People with Bad Tweets is brought to you by our new sponsor, BetUS. Now, BetUS, for those of you that don't gamble, is a gambling site. Now, I primarily do football. But in some parts of the world, I heard this thing called basketball. Basketball. It's back in the U.S. It's the NBA. Tip-off was tonight. Now, there's another thing I'm getting ready to ask Evan about this because he was tweeting about this. It's called baseball. And if you've listened to this show any length of time, you know my son is an avid travel ball baseball player. I'm travel dad. So we love all kinds of sports. And if you love sports, you can get in on the action over at BetUS.com. You use promo code Memphis. Why promo code Memphis? Well, because the other promo code we use a lot, Zone, was already taken. So use promo code Memphis, just like you would at Hate Brand Goods, promo code Memphis, when you sign up and you'll get up to a 100% deposit match and an additional 25% deposit match in their online casino. And if you sign up for and start your first deposit with crypto, including um, Eurythium, I don't don't know how to say that one right. It starts with an E? Anybody? Eurythium? I don't know. Sounds sounds right to me. It sounds right. Or Bitcoin. I know hey, that people one. Don't, people don't trust me with money. So I, 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 I don't. Investing I, in my house. I don't know that they do Doge. I don't know that they do Doge. Dogecoin's still a thing. Uh, it was. It wasn't my, my my Coinbase wallet, but it's gone now. I'm on to Shiba. We'll become a Shiba millionaire. Anyway, if you want to get like on the, the action, we'll, 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 talk, uh, we'll talk more about BetUS.com. But if you live in a part of the world where uh, maybe app-based gambling is not quite a thing, be a thing over at BetUS.com. Come bet with us, BetUS.com, promo code MEMPHIS. All right, before we get into players to acquire and players to trade away, Evan, I did not know you were such a baseball fan. L.A. Dodgers? What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, I've been a Dodgers fan uh, forever. Um, they're the only actual professional baseball team I've got a chance to see live. So I've seen them a couple of times um, when I've been in LA and oh, ironically enough, it was really weird. It was two, I've only seen them twice, several years apart, and they both times happened to be playing the Rockies. I have no idea how that happens or why that is a thing, but it was. Uh, and yeah, a really cool, actually quick fun story um, for fandom is obviously I've been a Dodgers fan for years. We hadn't won the World Series in like forever. Um, We'd made it to the playoffs a lot, kept losing heartbreakingly. And um, last year, so my birthday is next week. And last year it was on my birthday. They won the World Series on my birthday. And and obviously the time difference and stuff like that. So I was up at like two in the morning to watch them. um, And they ended up winning on my birthday game, you know, seven or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was just great. It was like, so it was like, finally, you know, the the pain was ended. We finally made it over the hump and it was on my birthday. So that was, that was fantastic. But yeah, no, I'm big, big, big Dodgers fan. But to be fair, I haven't really watched many of the games this year. Um, I've been just so busy with other things, but yeah, they're in the, they're in they they're in a must win game and it's the they've the come back here. I know. I was just yeah. gonna say four runs in the eighth. I was it wasn't looking good. I was actually pretty bummed about it. I got my Dodgers shirt 
I got my Dodgers hat on. I'm like giving them the good vibes. Um, but yeah, six five at the top of the ninth. So fingers crossed here for a, for a win to get us going against the Braves. There you go. They don't want to go down three nothing. Jerry, what are your ta- what are your thoughts on the baseball playoffs? Uh, I don't watch it. Tiger's All right, horrible. perfect, Jerry. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for so your terrible. time. Now, my son and I, we are Red Sox fans. Uh, I'm old. And my favorite player growing up was Roger Clemens. We'll get into performance-enhancing drug conversations in the offseason. That's when I became a a Red Sox fan. Broke my heart when he went to the Yankees. Not so much the Blue Jays, but when he went to the Yankees, it it broke my heart. But we're still rooting for the Dodgers, too. Mookie Betts, outfielder for the Dodgers. He was was a Red Sox for an absolute stud. And that was the first jersey my son ever bought. So a little baseball talk. You know, that just tells you how, how well-rounded of sports fans we have in Ireland. You know, these, these guys love it? American football. They love baseball. What about hoops? We're going to get into good players yeah. in just a second. Hoops? Orlando Magic. That's my team. Man, you, you so you know a lot about baseball. Good choice there. Who's your football team? It's Minnesota Vikings, right? Minnesota Vikings, yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> Orlando, Orlando Magic. Magic. So the trifecta. <laughs> got every point of the nation. Got you know yeah, the north. Yeah. Got the, the west coast. Got the east coast vibes. I've been a Magic fan ever since the days of Shaq and Penny. So nice. they're the ones that got me into it. Like I absolutely loved the you know the Shaq Penny sort of when they went to the finals and everything like that. It was just I loved Penny Hardaway. He's like my favorite player when I was growing up. So um, great yeah, commercials. Like just been just been big fan since then, and then obviously a lot of pain, a lot of heartbreak the last several years. So uh, it's nice that we have a young team. Nice that we have a young team and a new coach and things like that. But I'm not expecting anything massive this year. Jerry Pistons. Uh, I'm excited that they got Cade Cunningham. Uh, it, it's the first time they've had a pulse in a while, so that, that's the best I can hope for. Pacers couldn't pick one out of the lineup. I know they're downtown, about 35 minutes from where I'm sitting. So uh, let's get into the reason why people are here. Let's get into Dynasty, players to acquire. Jerry, we have home court advantage. Hey, now, basketball term. Let, let's let our guests go first. Okay. Let's let Evan go first. Who's a player in a Dynasty? And feel free just to like be very, you know, in, you know, very broad. And here's a guy that I like and I want to acquire. Or if you want to add some nuance in a, in a contending role, I want to acquire him. Or in like a rebuild I want to acquire this guy. Give us what you got, man. Uh, Contact as much as you want. Yeah, so for a buy, uh, somebody actually talked about, somebody I've traded for a couple times in the last couple weeks here. I actually talked about yesterday on my show with um, Mike, Michael Bauer from Dynasty Rewind. Um, So I was actually talking about someone close to your neck of the woods here. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. is one of my top buys at the moment. Um, Somebody that... You know, he's a sophomore wide receiver, which for me, he's one of those interesting buys that I feel like is good no matter where you're at in your cycle. Because if you're a rebuilding team, he's a young stud wide receiver who's up and coming. That's great. And if you're a contender, um, he's somebody I think is going to give you give you a solid flex option this year. So looking at him, I mean, stereotypical sort of alpha male receiver. Um, he's about 6'2", 220. He's got great draft capital. Uh, you know, he's just one of those guys didn't do much last year. And so therefore got lost in the shuffle of like a historically good re- rookie receiving class. Um, so I think a lot of people were down on Wentz, down on the idea of what could the Colts do, um, thinking they're more relying on the running game. So a lot of mixture of reasons, but for whatever reasons, um, people just don't seem to be that hyped about him yet. And he's had a couple of really good games and a couple of things that, you know, really it interests me is if you look into it, 
he's actually sitting on about a 25% target share at the moment. Um, so, which is really solid. Like that's what I'm looking for is I want to see target share. I want to see air yards. I want to see, you know, how much are they being targeted? What part of the field, how involved in the game plan are they? Wince has actually been playing a lot better than I think a lot of people thought he would. And he's been, he's managed to stay healthy so far, play through some injuries. Um, and you know, again, the supporting cast, Paris Campbell, unfortunately has just gone to IR again. I'm, I'm beginning to think this is never going to happen for him to be for, to be fair, which is really sad. He's a great talent. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton, I think the reason I bring it up as well is thankfully T.Y. Hilton coming back has opened up the smallest little buy window again. Because I think T.Y. Hilton coming back and then semi-destroying the Texans, which is just what he does. It's his thing. Um, you know, that's just made everybody, I think, a little bit more nervous and kind of just wondering, oh, no, is 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 Pittman the man or was he just a placeholder for Hilton? But if we're talking dynasty, Hilton's not long for the, you know, he's not long for the league as in he's not going to be the guy you're going to build around for the next five years or anything like that. I do think Pittman is the man going forward. Um, sorry, I don't mean to wax lyrical here, but as you can tell, I've got a bit of a bromance here with Michael Pittman Jr. So he's somebody that I'm looking to buy. And a recent trade I did for him would be 12-team Superflex. I'm a contender. I gave up Zach Moss and a 22 fourth, and I got Michael Pittman. So I'm happy oh, with that. Hey, easy. Um, I, easy. I'm going to let Jerry go, but here in the States – you know, Jesse James had to use a 44 to rob people like that. So I, I love that trade of Zach Moss and a fourth. Jerry, here you go. You always throw in that fourth to get the Michael Pittman. Jerry, what are your thoughts on his Pittman, on his Pittman take? Uh, then I'll, uh, I'll tell you what I think, and then you can give us your buy. So, I mean, Randy's the Michael Pittman guy. He hasn't shut the hell up about that dude since, like, his sophomore year at USC. Um, so he's all about that. I'm with you. And that was an easy trade. That was that was money. Good job on that one. I'm with you on that. It, and it's weird because he does not get the hype that you think he should deserve. And he's had some monster games. So I'm with you. But th- that's Randy's man's. It's in Ran- It's on Randy's team. So you go ahead and you give your what you got, man. For, for me, it's it's pretty simple. It's like I've already heard. It's not even been 48 hours, and I'm already hearing people say, well, uh, uh, TJ, T.Y. Hilton's back, and he's just going to kill the snap share. I mean, no one, this is where sometimes box score surfing can get you in trouble, and sometimes box score surfing can tell the tale. Carson Wentz only attempted 20 passes on Sunday. He got three targets. That's as crazy as that sounds. Three targets was a 15% target share. And he was second on the team in targets. And by the way, he caught all three. Uh, to T.Y. Hilton, who had four, who caught all four, ironically. You know, Jerry, you mentioned it, Carson Wentz playing better. And he was pro football focuses offensive player of the week this week. And by the way, for everybody that says that Carson Wentz makes all these bad decisions and is turnover prone, I think he's had two turnovers all year. Playing yeah, just zero, about. No interceptions in the last month. He's had one total on the season. One total interception. This is the guy who's just going to – and they played some pretty good defenses a, along the way. So uh, a lot of good things. The, the, their next four games, so it was Houston, San Francisco, Jags, Jets. A lot of good stuff on the horizon. Probably going to be more Jonathan Taylor games than Michael Pittman games, but that's okay. It's only going to force that buy window down a little bit. Remember, this is Dynasty. Too many times, a lot of your dynasty GMs in your league, they're newer to dynasty, or they just have the attention span of a goldfish, and you might be able to get a nice deal on a Michael Pittman. 
And uh, I like the way this offense is trending. Jerry, who is the guy that you're looking to acquire? Uh, so it's definitely a more re- – I don't think it's more of a rebuild guy, actually. But it's Henry Ruggs. It, it, talk about a dude that's been utterly disrespected, right? And I was one of the people coming out. Did not want any part of him with Derek Carr, with the Raiders. He's turned it around a lot this year. At least three catches, at least 50 yards in every single one of his last five games. He's not scoring a ton of touchdowns, but they're the Raiders. He does have two. Um, he's just, he's shown a lot of growth. And I feel like his perceptive value in the community is still as a dynasty stash player. And I really don't see that shaking out the rest of the year. They have a bunch of what you would call green defenses to play against where they're, you know, not doing great against wide receivers. So I, I really like him. And we could talk about Brian Edwards all y'all want, but that dude's a roller coaster and he will continue to be that way. I, I hate you so much. I, I, hate I, saw, so I, much. You, you, I can't hear the word roller coaster without thinking of the song Roller Coaster of Love. I'm sorry. Just, just the way that it works. I, I just, you know, like you brought this on like yourself. I, I, I will never do it again. I, I sure I'll sing it next time. Just so I don't got to hear you do it. But I, yeah, Ruggs is just, he doesn't get any of it in the same way that Michael Pittman does. But Michael Pittman gets a little bit more of that love. Henry Ruggs gets more venom than he does, you know, and any sweetness from the community. And he's been very consistent. You would love to see him get touchdowns, but we've been saying the same kind of shit about DJ Moore for the last three years. And, you know, sometimes it's just not in a player's, you know, repertoire. But I like Henry Ruggs. He's a good value. And you can plug and play him. It's it's bye week, hell week. There's lots of injured players. Like, now's the time to go get yourself some some Henry Ruggs. All right. I'm going to throw this one to Evan. Evan, what are your thoughts on Ruggs? Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I think the main reason I agree is because of actually Jerry's sort of point is how down on him I think most people in the community are. So I think, therefore, you can get a pretty good deal on him. And I think that's why I think he's a buy because I do still have questions about is he going to get the volume and Absolutely. is he going to get, you know, to be a viable, you know, maybe a flex play, especially in the deeper league. Yeah, fair enough. Because he's got that speed, he's got that ability to break a big play. So sometimes you only need two targets, you know, for him to have a good game. And, you know, if he gets a 60 yard touchdown, but obviously you want to build around people that are getting that target share. They're getting the regular um, looks, the regular opportunity. So for me, I think it is a good buy because so people are just so down on him. Like I, I reckon there's a lot of leagues you can probably get him for a second or something like that. You know what I mean? And so if you're looking for depth, if you're looking for somebody that has upside, I definitely think, especially with Gruden, you know, being gone now, there's going to be a possible shift in the kind of overall um, the way that the team is is functioning, the way that they're distributing um, the the ball and stuff like that. I mean, it was nice to even see Kenyon Drake get a little bit more involved because he looked like he was just they forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of a shakeup here, and it's now a good time maybe to pounce because if he has a couple good games in a row, you could even just flip him, even if you're not overly you know you convinced go. on him long term. Now, now, so I don't know if Jerry knows that he does this. This is this is like in poker they talk about tells, and people have tells, and it's just. It's just a, a, a gateway into their soul. I don't soul. have any tells, Randy. Yes, you, yes, you most certainly do. <laughs> you know you know who – this is very on-brand for Jerry. You know who Jerry's been acquiring everywhere and all the other leagues that we're in? He's a year behind. He was also the first wide receiver in his draft class. Similar body size. Plays in Baltimore. Who's that man, Jerry? 
That's Hollywood, man. Hollywood Brown. And, and this is very – I don't know that you even know that you've been doing this and then you're now recommending Henry Ruggs because Jerry and I are a lot of leagues together. He's hey, been, I also he's, wrote down Jalen Waddle if you want to talk about that. He's got a type. He's got a type. He does. He's like he's, – he's the guy who walks into a, a club. And he, you, know, you know, it's like you could point – you just should just like help him out. There she is. She's over there. That's your type, Jerry. This is Jerry's type. He 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 likes these uh, small, fleet of foot, big play. I, just, I hate. I like people that people hate. It, it's my thing with value. running backs. It's, it's value on value. Receivers. It's always if everybody hates them. I'm. It's like I'm a hipster. I can't help it. I, I, you I wanted to be can't. first. I, you, I like you liked Henry Ruggs, and I like wide receivers that people hate. I don't know what it is. I do it with quarterbacks, but Jerry always wants to. He's the he's the the wide receiver hipster. He wants to look back in 18 months and said, I was on Henry Ruggs before it was cool. <laughs> now, I, I actually have two. Um, I, the guy that I've been scooping up the most is James Robinson. Got another share this morning. Star. I, I don't give a shit. You, you know, other services that love, quote unquote, prospects and talents and, and, and analytics, they can tell you all you want about this. He's got more talent. I don't care. You know what James Robinson's going to do? Something that a lot of guys that you love have never done, and that's going to be if he stays healthy, puts up back-to-back, running back one seasons, and he can only have two in a row because he's only played two seasons. And this team's only going to continue to get better. Yeah, we know that they spent a first-round draft pick. You think this is the first first-round draft pick that the Jags have busted on? Hello, C.J. Henderson, I'm looking at you. We just traded – we – don't put me in the same basket as Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. And, you a big Jags fan now, are you? I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a big – but Jerry knows I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I'm a big James Robinson fan. Oh, listen, I've been trying to trade for Trevor Lawrence from this man. This boy, he holds on to that tighter than Dolphins' asshole. It is just watertight. Watertight, go. Sir. But anyway, go ahead. I, I, but I do, I do love I, – I do love James Robinson. You know, here's the thing. I don't care that he didn't go to Clemson. I don't give a shit about his combine metrics. You know what? All of that stuff, all of that stuff stops mattering the minute they step on a football field. And their head coach and their GM identify them as contributors. So I just watched the Jacksonville Jaguars give up the ninth overall pick. C.J. Henderson, they gave up, they, they drafted him ninth overall. They took back a third and Dan Arnold, a tight end. Uh, 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 just like a, like a, a, a You had a, a wicked drop last week. Oh Dan, the, Dan the man. I, his, I do like Dan Arnold. Title. I'm not going to go down, a, I'm not, I can't sit here and advocate for too many Jacksonville Jaguars, but I, I just like guys that score fantasy points. Call me old-fashioned, call me boring, um, but I could easily see where a running back needy team could come to Jacksonville. We thought, you know, all off season that maybe they come and trade for, like when uh, Cam Akers went down. We thought maybe it'd be a good idea for them to reach out to the Jags about James Robinson. How about you reach out to the Jags about Travis Etienne? Because I just I could see that happening. I could just see it happening again. Jerry, I'm gonna let you go last because your love for James Robinson is both thing of legend and lore. Evan, where are you at as a guest? Where are you at on James? Smokey Robinson. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I I love it. Um, I uh, yeah, you're you're a man of the people. You you know you're giving the people what they want, not what they deserve. And um, 
I think it's great because this is actually a funny debate that we had. I was, I was talking to, again, I was talking, I just recorded last night. It's, it's fresh in my mind, but I was talking to Michael and um, Mike from Dynasty Rewind, and he was talking about a trade that he had done. And he said it was a startup this last offseason. His team's been really beat up with injuries, blah, 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 blah. He knows he's not contending. So he traded away Saquon Barkley and got back Najee Harris straight up. And he was like, a lot of people were mocking him and stuff like that, saying he got a bad deal. And I was like, dude, I take that deal every day. Yeah. I was like, that's a smash success. So I was like, hell yeah. Dude, if you're not if you're not contending this year, why would you not want the younger, you know, fitter pro- first round prospect who's killing it already than the guy who's even if he's healthy is another year older. He's in a, a bad offense that is a year away from being a year away from being a year away. And you know, I just think it, 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 one of the big downfall. I love Dynasty. I, I'm 99% Dynasty. I play like one or two redraft leagues every year. But one of the big downfalls of Dynasty players is they just get take lock. They they love a prospect. They love a certain profile. They love a certain season, and they just hold on to that, and they hold on to that, and they hold on to that. And I think Saquon Barkley is in that boat for me now, where it's like I don't know. I'm I'm not chasing that dream anymore, um, and I'm certainly not giving up the ship to get him. And then, but. But yeah, James Robinson's the other side of that. Whereas because he was an undrafted free agent, all these, the dynasty, it's like we get too galaxy brain, too big brain for our own good. We can't get our heads around the fact that, well, if you just plug him into your lineup, you have a top 12 running back. <laughs> and so it's like, if you're giving up like, you know, if you're giving up some, you know, third string wide receiver and a random first for a guy who's going to get you a championship, that's good maths. I mean, I don't know how they do that over there, but here that seems pretty solid, pretty basic. Um, I love it. I, I'm actually really interested about James Robinson because I always find it's it's one of those awkward ones where it's like you don't know. So I'd be interested to hear your take on this is what what are you willing to give up to get him? Because that's that's for me is because I really like him, but I don't I only I got him in redraft. Actually, I'm only in two redraft leagues, and I I drafted him in the third round. And everybody I told was like making fun of me. They're like, "You drafted him over Allen Robinson. You drafted him over all these other." And I was like, "Yeah, I think he's gonna have a great year. I think he's a good player." And they're like, oh, "I was so stupid." And now I'm like, I got Derrick Henry and James Robinson on my team. You know, it's like I'm not just I'm shitting not, on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't hate it. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, I've actually traded for him twice in the last maybe four weeks. One, I gave up a contender's first, and I got back James Robinson and a not contender's second. So this pick could literally be anywhere between two picks apart. Like if if I won the league in 2023 and the person I traded with finished last, I could have been given up the 112 for the 201 in James Robinson. And and so so for me, that was a – now this was before he became like – James Robinson all over again, number one. And then this morning I traded. This is in a tight end premium, must start two tight ends. I And I got Quez Watkins of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I got James Robinson and I gave up Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Zach Ertz. Here's the thing. Same rookie class. I do, I, I, I'm always going to say it like this too. I don't give a shit that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is on the Chiefs. I don't care that he, you know, it's kind of like green eggs and ham. I do not want him with Patrick Mahomes. I do not want him on the Kansas City Chiefs. I do not want his first draft capital. I do not want you, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, on my dynasty team. I'll gladly take the guy with no draft capital who is just giving me points and not giving me headaches. So those are a couple of trades that I made for, for James Robinson. And both of these contend, both of these rosters are contenders. Humble brag combined eleven and one through through six through six weeks. So, humble brag. Casual flex. Very cash. 
All just right. dropping that in there. I like it. And one thing, I was going to talk about it in the news segment because I didn't have a lot of news to touch on. Uh, you know, I'll save it for the advice section because it kind of ties in with a, a, advice. Evan, you know what? You're on the mic, man. Give us a sell. Who are you selling in Dynasty right now? This one, so I'm going to throw this out there. It's a bit spicy, and feel free to like tell me I'm crazy. Um, but if I'm if I'm not an absolute, well, even if I'm maybe if I am a contender, I'm possibly selling DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and and the reasons are, I mean, I love DeAndre Hopkins. He's an absolute stud. He's one of the you know best wide receivers that we've seen in the last sort of ten years. The reasons being is is more to do with the offense surrounding him rather than him. It's the fact that so far, I mean, we're six games into the season and he's sitting on the lowest target share he's had since he was a rookie. Um, You know, he's boosted by some touchdowns, which is nice. It's great to have, but touchdowns aren't really sticky. We don't know for sure if he's going to keep getting all these touchdowns. Um, this, this, This offense, they seem to really spread the ball around a lot. You know, Kyler really loves running the ball in himself. He likes... Christian Kirk, he's got a good connection. They've got Zach Ertz there now, which could siphon off some red zone targets. Um, I I don't know. I feel like he's one of those big names that you could still get a really good return on, um, especially for someone who's desperate and things like that. But if I'm not an absolute contender, or like I said, maybe if I am even, it's just it's just the fact that he's getting that bit older. I feel like you could get some really good return and still get a productive receiver or maybe somebody who's on the other way, on the other trajectory, on the way up. But that's just somebody I've been thinking about lately. Um, but another one that I feel a lot more confident on um, would be if I'm in a super flex league or something like that, I'm probably looking to move um, Jalen Hurts. I think that... He's been great for fantasy this year, but I'm not convinced. And I was interesting. I was, again, talking to Michael about this yesterday. It's fresh in my mind. I was already having my doubts, and it's always interesting. I like talking to people who are really big fans of a particular team because they seem to know – you know, they know a lot more. They're more passionate about it. They know the ins and outs. And, you know, he's really um, he's really frustrated <laughs> with Hurts. Like, he just says it's, like, some of the worst, you know, quarterback play that he's seen in a long time, and he's been an Eagles fan for, you know, 30 years. So um, I don't – and they already have a couple of really good high draft picks next year. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're moving on from Hertz. And so if you're sitting there and maybe with a more casual, you know, dynasty manager in your league and they're not paying attention, they're just looking at the box score. You could probably get a pretty nice return on Hertz right now. Uh, and I don't know that I would overly look at him as a long-term dynasty asset. Some of that you're wanting to build around, especially in a super flex league. This is a anti Jalen Hertz foundational podcast so welcome to the show my friend listen for every reason that you said like he's Blake Bortles he's the 2021 version of Blake Bortles at the end of the game when you're in your matchup and you look and you see he had 26 points you're like that's fucking awesome like thank you Jalen Hurts I'm glad you didn't bomb it but if you happen to watch the game that the man plays oh my god it's putrid no and they have a ton of the early first round picks like you said Evan you have to dodge so much to still be in a situation where he's going to be the starter next year. And that is just not a risk I'm willing to take. And especially it just makes it so easy to trade him. And so juicy when he scores 25, 30 points every single game, because there's somebody out there that wants money and they're in a good spot where they can win money. If they have Jalen hurts, take advantage of it, flip that motherfucker off your team. No, thank you. Because I agree fully 110%. This dude is not a long-term asset. Randall, continue that echo chamber because well, I, I know I, you're going to. I don't want to beat up on Jalen Hurts because he's like the QB three or four 
on the season right now. So he's he's going to be useful. But I just want to kind of piggyback off of Jerry's take is that he's got a lot of landmines to dodge. They do have three firsts right now. And, and here is the draft position currently per tankathon.com of where those picks are. They have the number two overall pick, which they get from Miami. How's Miami feeling about that <laughs> deal now? Great trade up for, for Jalen Waddle. Um, they have their own eighth overall pick. And then they have the Colts pick, which is currently ninth. So they have three top ten picks. And oh my God. If, if you're a Jalen Hurts owner, you're you're sweating the whole first two hours of the draft. Well, not only that, but but here's the thing: if Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, I covered this on the Patreon pod today, and I'll just cover this a little bit. You know, Green Bay cannot franchise Aaron Rodgers after the 2022 season. And I tell you what, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, he does not like seeing the Dallas Cowboys and Dak being 5-1 and one and leading SportsCenter each and every morning. He, he just doesn't. He doesn't like that his team is either in last place or tied for last, thank God for the Giants and the football team because they're kind of in the mix <laughs> there, there within their division. But he doesn't want to do that. And if you're Green Bay and you can't get it, are you going to let Aaron Rodgers work, you know, walk in the offseason? You know, I, I get right now it's all kumbaya and, and bongos in Hawaii and everything's great. But if you're Philadelphia, are you going to go to them? You've got a pretty good roster. You've got a pretty good offensive line. You've got Devonta Smith. You've got Quez Watkins. You're still going to have Dallas Goddard, right? Jalen Rager. Maybe they can resurrect the career of Jalen Rager. Pretty good defense. Are, are they going to make the, the Green Bay Packers the godfather offer? Hey, we'll give you three firsts. Just be done. Three firsts for Aaron Rodgers. What happens then? You know, Deshaun Watson. I tell you, there are three guys that if you if you have them on your dynasty rosters in Superflex that I'm really worried about. Number one is Hertz. Number two is Tua. And number three is Sam Darnold. Those are all three aggressive owners that have made it known they want to win and they want to win now. And they're all willing to make big moves and spend big money. And someone said, well, they just picked up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option. Uh, guys, David Tepper is one of the richest owners in the league, and the $2.2 billion, with a B, that he paid for the Panthers, he simply wrote a check. He's like, oh, let me cash in 14% of my Apple stock, and here you go. Uh, I'll take the Carolina Panthers, please. $24 million, yeah, $24 million means squadoosh to this guy. So I like the Jalen Hurts call. I, I think you just have to go after uh, an aggressive owner who's trying to win the league because Hurts is going to help him because those Eagles, they play to the whistle. They've absolutely screwed me on two bets on the fabulous big bet, and I do not forget anytime soon. So, Jerry, I think we're all in we're all in lockstep on the Jalen Hurts take. I also oh, agree yeah. with DeAndre Hopkins because there's yeah. going to be Christian Kirks, there's going to be Rondell Moore's, there's going to be AJ Green's. Now there's going to be Zach Ertz. You got a couple of running backs. Sometimes Kyler's going to run them in. I'm not going to go with a cliche. But that's a lot of people with their hand in the cookie jar because no Hell, one uses that. Hell, sometimes James Conner is going to vulture touchdowns Two touchdowns on the goal it, line. It, yeah. It's just going to be it's going to be an ugly mess. And if you can get out for name value, and what would I want in return? If I could get a Michael Pittman in a first for DeAndre Hopkins, sold American. 
He gone. That's what I was literally, that's what I was literally going to say. I was going to say um, one of the trades that I always try and do, which is really hard to do, but it's like when you're a contender and you've got that aging roster, if you can kind of find a way to like half step down and slowly be getting a bit younger and keep contending, those are the kind of best deals that I like to do. So for me, I was actually going to say that the guy that I'm talking about, Michael Pittman, if I can get Michael Pittman and a first or something like that, which I think you could easily do in most leagues right now, because Hopkins just had what two touchdowns at the weekend that makes it look like a great stat line but if you're actually watching the game i think he only had a couple of targets um and just happened to be touchdowns and like you said rondell moore looks like an absolute stud kyler murray you know he rushes in loads of touchdowns they're spreading it all over the place and you know it's it's one of those situations where you know i love deandre hopkins but i think it's a good time to cash out while you know you're getting a, a premium because if it keeps going the way it is if if we're at like week 11 or 12 and he's only sitting on a 20 percent target share then then people they're, they're going to buy into that narrative that he's washed and all that stuff. So I don't think he's washed. I think he's great. I just think that the offense they're running is ticking over really well. They're spreading it around. They don't want to – he had a 30% target share last year. And he's like, so he's 10% down this year so far through six weeks. All right, Jerry. We, we, Evan was kind enough to bring us to. Who you who you selling? <sighs> See, this one's tough because I feel like not everybody is going to be aboard this train. I feel like – because of his struggles, a lot of people are going to be on the buy train. He's just somebody that scares the hell out of me. And it's LaVisca Chanel. So, like, he's young. He's got good draft capital. Why? And Why, Jerry? Why would you do this to I me? I, I like, But that's what I mean. Like, I get it. It, it. The opportunity to buy him for cheap because of his struggles makes sense. The problem is, is the dude has had two games in his career where he's had over 80 yards. He hasn't scored a touchdown this year. He had the good run to end the season last year. The problem is that hasn't continued, even with going from Gardner Minshew to Trevor Lawrence. It's weird because personally, yeah, he just scares the shit out of me. I feel like at least once every single game you see him on the sideline and he's banged up and he's got to go into the 10 or something. And that was the same way he was in college. I don't know. But I, I could also see you know somebody going out and buying him. I'm just personally not doing it, especially because there's just not other options that are great there. DJ Chart goes down. James Robinson has not caught a ton of passes like Luke Farrell and anybody else is not really getting anything. Marvin Jones every once in a while, like there's not a ton of competition. At some point you would think they would bring in additional competition and maybe that helps him. Maybe it does, but I don't know. He just scares me. He's not my favorite, but like, like that's why I, I wanted to give it a caveat, Evan, because I know like people fucking love LaVisca Chanel and guilty, you know, and, and, it, and it could be one of those situations where, where you have a buying opportunity, especially from somebody like me who would have him because I, I'm, I'm good on him. He's not a person, you know, I always talk about how I like to punt the first year of a startup, acquire my picks, get young guys, yada, 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 building specifically around, around wide receivers. And he's just not a guy I'm looking to do that on. We talked about rugs and waddle and how I love Hollywood. LaVisca Chenault is just not that guy for me. Uh, I'll tell you the reason why I'm out on LaVisca and I don't mind you selling is I'm looking at the wide receiver class. Now, mind you, Jacksonville's going to pick third overall. I don't see him, at least as of today, the Jacksonville could could easily be in the 101 conversation. But I'm sitting here and looking Have at this. Have you seen my Lions play? Yeah, yeah I know. But they're going to take Thibodeau. They're going to take that defensive end. For me, I'm just looking at these wide receivers. Chris Olave, Trylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, J- Jahan, the, the Zohan, Johan Dotson, 
George Pickens, John Mechie, David Bell, Justin Ross. That's what makes me not like LaVisca Chenault, is they could easily take the uh, hand-picked wide receiver one, you know, that, that Reggie Wayne to Indy's Peyton Manning, you know, that T.Y. Hilton to Andrew Luck. I only remember Colts because that's like my home team apparently. But you go out and you get your young quarterback. They did it with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got Jamar Chase. It's it's not a hard concept. That would be my fear if I'm a Visca owner. And if for some reason ETN comes back, he's going to be a very redundant asset to what Visca's already kind of doing, especially if they start leveraging him more as a pass catcher with James Robinson continuing to be the hammer in the backfield. My guy, my guy is on a contender. Maybe you were in the third year of your championship contending cycle, right? And it, it's, it's almost over. The injury monster has jumped up, snapped off your leg. And, you know, one of the few healthy running backs that you have left on your roster that you can get a ton for is Alvin Kamara. Still love him. Uh, re- reason reason to be optimistic. They're getting Michael Thomas back, or should coming off of the bye, he should be coming off of the pup, and that's gonna you know kind of make defenses a little bit more honest. I don't think defenses have shown a lot of respect, and rightfully so, to the the gentleman named Marquez Callaway and Deontay Harris, and when he wasn't hurt, Traquan Smith. But here comes Mike Thomas back, and if your the New Orleans Saints, you really want to feature Michael Thomas because word around the campfire is they want to get rid of him. So it's going to open up things for everybody, including Alvin Kamara. He's no longer the sole focus of opposing defensive coordinators. You're probably going to get a nice game two or three out of this offense over the next couple of weeks. What am I looking for? Man, I'd love to get DeAndre Swift from, from an impatient owner. Uh, Jerry's not going to want to hear this, Jerry, so you might put on your earmuffs. Again, if this is the last year that you were going to be a contender because you had a lot of aged guys like DeAndre Hopkins and like Allen Robinson and guys like that, if I could get a guy like Cam Akers in a first, I mean, the Marlon Mack injury has given us all new hope that a guy can come back from uh, from an Achilles injury. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is another guy. I'm not so bullish on ETN based on the hammer named James Robinson and that foot injury is allegedly worse than than we've we've seen. So for me, if I could get a fair or because I think you put an asset in this current running back market like Alvin Kamara on the board on the block in your league, you should get a lot of suitors. And again, you don't have to try to cash out for top dollar. Just be happy to get rid of him. So for me, it is Alvin Kamara. Jerry, what do you think? Uh, if you can get a lot. But but like you're you're you know if you're a contender that's tough because my man is still scoring touchdowns like it's the easiest thing for him in the world to do. In the situation, I'm not a huge fan of second contract running backs because they die so quickly. Like it, it's just it's what happens. The Todd Gurleys and the Melvin Gordons and the Le'Veon Bells and David Johnsons all of a sudden they're at the top of the world and then all of a sudden they fall off. So I'm always fine with that strategy but it's because you can get so much by doing it. So if that's what you're doing, like I'm not underselling them and I'm not selling for cam makers just because I don't trust cam makers. Cause you're a hater, but Jerry. You're, it is. Uh, it hater. is. You're absolutely What about JK right. Dobbins? Would, would JK Dobbins in a first? I mean, absolutely. based on what, I mean, in my got... situation, yeah. In a, in that situation, like it sort of goes with what Evan said earlier. Like if you have 
you know, you're at the end of that rotation of you having a quality team that is challenging for a championship every year. And you want to take a step back a little bit and then gain a little bit of value. I think that's the perfect sort of situation to do it in. Yes. Because I like the Ravens backfield more than ever. A, a lot of respect. Which is funny because you've been shitting on J.K. Dobbins for a long well, well, time. But, but, but here's the thing. I, the, the, the information has changed. I know. I mean, I, I I mean know. literally. I, I mean, this, I, this is I, like you and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You love I, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and now it's week six. And you're like, I've right, realized and, and I agree. And I agree. I agree. The errors of my ways. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I'm, st- I'm starting to think that, uh, uh, what was that, World War Z? I'm thinking that John Harbaugh is like the Brad Pitt character because all these zombie running backs like Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell continue to like just like slowly drag in that zombie. Although those zombies were fast. Yeah, uh, they were fast. But, but I'm thinking, man, you put a premium athlete like J.K. Dobbins in that offense, especially with Lamar throwing more than ever. Man, it, it could be an explosive piece of business. So that's why I brought up J.K. Dobbins, because, Jerry, I've seen some things, and I'm like trying to envision like what could be. That's how you stay a step ahead of being a step ahead. And you know who a guy who always does that? Evan. Evan, what are your thoughts on moving Alvin Kamara in season if maybe you're just uh, you're wrapping up your, your, your three-year contending window and it's time to move on? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think you know pretty much any running back – at that stage in their career is if you can cash out Bingo. at a premium is a good, good shout. You know I mean? Especially like you said, it depends exactly on your situation, but you know, hundred percent, if you can get, you know, a good return on it, I think that's the key is like, you don't want to undersell, you know, you don't want to, you just want to wait for a big game, but yeah, so far this season, it's definitely, it's obvious that the saints are a new team. They're a different team than they were with Drew Brees and they're doing different things. I mean, Kamara's getting used way more as a traditional running back than he ever has been. And he's getting a lot less targets in some ways, which, you know, to be honest, we always loved the fact that he got those targets because if you're in any sort of PPR league, or even if you're not, um, well, you should be, you know, let's be honest, you should be in some sort of PPR league. But even if you're not, I mean, the targets for running backs, that's gold. You know, that's what you want. You want a pass catching running back. So yeah, if you can, absolutely, if you can flip him for DeAndre Swift, you know, or DeAndre Swift and something else, that'd, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, even if you can get, you know, Javant Bay and um, a first and something else, you know, you just, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people in Dynasty, you know, they love the name Cache. And so the name Alvin Kamara, you know, goes up on the block and people are going to be, you know, tripping all over themselves to probably give you some good offers. So, yeah, I, I think it's definitely definitely one of those situations where I can, I can see it's the same sort of thing we were talking about with the DeAndre Hopkins trade. It's not that you're saying they're rubbish. It's not, you're saying you're not going to get any more productivity out of them. You're just saying, Hey, if you can, if you can downgrade slightly um, for the short term, but actually potentially long-term upgrade um, you know, that's, that's a great move. And that's one of those things that I think personally, I'm always trying to continually contend. It's not always possible, but you know, I always try to keep wheeling and dealing, keep trading, keep moving things, shifting things around because I don't want to be stuck in a three-year rebuild. I want to be always contending. And that's how you do it is you sell someone while they're still at their peak. You slightly downgrade, but you're acquiring more assets long term. All right. Well there you go. We've we've wrapped up some buys and sells. This has uh been another very favorite part of the show. Before I get into that, I want to make sure to let you guys know that the uh, buys and sells is brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. This is what I've been doing for the last several weeks. I've started to add in more nuance. Uh, today, uh, I did a show of players to buy 
if you're in year one, year two, or year three of a rebuild, kind of defined what that looks like, um, as well as the group chat, going crazy as always. Uh, nice to you know get out of a, a nine and a half hour car ride on Monday to see something like 100 messages in the group chat. Go and hammer, because that's what we do. We talk ball over at the Dynasty War Zone, and uh, we're helping people get better, Jerry. That's what we do. Yeah, and everybody needs a little bit of help when they're driving through Ohio, because that's a horrible state to drive through. You know what they say, Jerry, kiss her where it smells, take her to Ohio. All right, that that segment was brought to you by... Who the hell says that? I did, on the podcast, (laughs) right now. But that, that little segment of buy and sell was brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So, all right, on the way out the door, we do it each and every week. I'm going to throw it to our guest first. One piece of advice I will give you. You want contender or do you want rebuilder? What piece of advice do you want to give to one of those two uh, GMs in, in a league? Uh, rebuild, I guess. If you're If you're in a rebuild... One thing I always try to tell people, especially if they're newer to Dynasty, would just be don't be trading away valuable players just for picks because you never know what the pick is going to be. You can just It's just lottery ticket. You know, Even first-round picks can bust. Every, every first-round pick could turn into a Nikhil Harry or you know, um, some, somebody like that that's just going to completely tank your value. So if you're trading away a stud, so, so for example, I mean, it'd be hard to imagine, but crazier things have happened. If you are in a rebuild and you have a DeAndre Hopkins, don't just trade him for two firsts or three firsts if you can help it. I'd rather have a young player and a first or a young player and two firsts or something, depending on the player and situation. Uh, try not to just trade away your valuable players or the, any players that you do have that are quality just just for picks. That would be a, a thing that I would try and stay away from. Yeah, those picks could be anything, even a really good young wide receiver like, I don't know, Jamar Chase. So why why would you give up the thing that you're trying to get for the thing that you're you're trying to get? All right, Jerry, what do you got? You going contender or you going rebuilder? Uh, I'll, I'll go contender right now. This is what I'm doing if I'm contending in leagues. I am trying to get the guy that's hurt right now because I can afford to lose a game or two, still make the playoffs, round myself out a little bit better. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey is on somebody's team and they think they're contending. Uh, and they might be. Because they won the first couple of games, but they've started to lose and they're starting to panic. And you have a running back that maybe they haven't had their bye yet. Maybe they're playing this week. You know, maybe it's Dalvin Cook. Maybe it's, you know, you know, Nick Chubb. You know, I'm acquiring one of those guys so that I can round myself out a little bit better so that I can really just take it to you. So I can just slam the hammer on you, win your money, drink champagne from my championship chalice. And I can taste your tears. So that that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to embrace the panicking owners that have injured players or they have bye weeks. And, you know, they're three and three. They can't afford the loss. I can afford the loss. I'll take a loss just to win your money later. So that's what I'm doing right now. I am exploiting panic. I like it. All right. Uh, my, my thing is going to be is we're probably a week away from this, but I am looking. It, it depends on your starting requirements. I mean, if you start eight or nine, I'm not doing this. But like Jerry and I are in a league where we start 11 or 12. And I am not going to be afraid to trade that aged, not even aged, like, but like a Christian McCaffrey. Can I move him? Can I move that one A plus for three B's? Can, can I go out and get an Adam Thielen? 
a James Robinson and, and maybe one other player to round out a roster? I think I can. You know, I, if I'm contending, like I said, I want to get another week or two uh, closer to the season, maybe even the week that Christian McCaffrey comes back. Because as much as it would be nice to have his 20 or 23 points a game, I'd sure love to have James Robinson's 18 points a game and the points per game I'm going to get from Adam Thielen and someone else because I'm, I'm making a run here. You know, and I, and as much as I love Christian McCaffrey, I don't feel like I can really trust him as much as I used to. And the one last thing I want to discuss before we get out of here is unicorns. And I have two. One is James Robinson. Anyone telling you they're looking for the next James Robinson might as well be in the backwoods of Seattle looking for Bigfoot. If someone tells you they're going to find the next Derrick Henry, they might as well be in Scotland looking for the Loch Ness Monster. These gentlemen are one-offs. They are atypical. They don't happen very often. And they break every rule of NFL football, fantasy football, and dynasty fantasy football. Okay? Derrick Henry should not be doing what he's doing. Not at his age. Not at his usage pattern. But it doesn't matter. Don't try to find the next one. Don't think lightning's going to strike twice. Because it doesn't work that way. Don't trust anyone who tells you they got the next James Robinson. He's a miracle. I love James Robinson. I understand this. He's a miracle. Don't chase unicorns. Embrace these gentlemen for what they are. I was way out ahead on James Robinson, and I really missed on Derrick Henry early. He is on pace, and I know it's a, a bold statement, that he could break the all-time rushing record by age 34, which would be a year younger then Emmett Smith broke it. Now, that's a hell of a pace, and that's about six or seven years away. But that being said, uh, not unfathomable. So what do you guys think about these unicorns? Evan, you probably didn't plan on coming on talking unicorns, but that's what these dudes are. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I agree. I think, and it's, But I would say as well is it's interesting because Derrick Henry, I mean, like you mentioned, some people, you were getting them for – what is now pennies on the dollar over the summer because people were so convinced that he's just, you know, oh, he's, he's cannon fodder. He's, you know, he's rubbish. He's, you know, for the glue factory, you know, he's done all this sort of stuff. And, you know, it's one of those situations like we talked about. It's like sometimes we can be so stuck in, and, and it's hard because like you said, they're unicorns. So we're probably right nine out of 10 times, you know, we're probably right in that way of thinking and in that process, but then you get to the 10th one. And I think you just have to embrace them for what they are and just like, enjoy that. And let, you know, like actually not be afraid of having a, a Derrick Henry or James Robinson on your roster because they're going to help you a lot. But like you said, not overpaying or going crazy, trying to find one that, you know, probably isn't going to happen nine out of 10 times. Jerry. Oh, the problem is chasing unicorns is so fun, right? Like that, that's what we do. It, it's great to. You should never stop looking. <laughs> I mean, just I don't you. think you found it. Keep always be on the hunt. Don't think you find you found it. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I I got nothing. The problem is, you know, that that's sort of what we do, right? Like we're trying to find that. So whenever you get it, like how many times have we talked about how awesome it is that Shane Hallam talked about James Robinson when he was. I don't know, 19 he years was old still, at Illinois he was, State. He was still in college when Shane Hallam said that. Be on the lookout for this guy next year. And, you know, how good did we feel, even though he did all the work, right? But we don't have to tell anybody that, even though I just did. Um, you know, 
it, it just feels good to have him because, you know, when it was in the fourth and the fifth round of our rookie draft, I'm like, all right, Shane, let's, let's see how smart you are, sir. And we took him and it worked out. So, you know, it feels good to do that. Um, I, but I'm, I'm but, but I hear you. I hear you. The problem is, is when it goes to like, you want to trade for a unicorn like that. And then you're just going to piss they, value they, down the drain. And that, that I cannot do. That's where I was going. That, that's where I was going is that don't fall for that narrative from an, uh, from a rival GM that goes, well, hell we see, we saw Derek, Derek Henry do it. Or we saw James Robinson do it, you know, as an undrafted free agent. Why well, can't, that's what I want to get people. Yes. Always look, always be kicking over rocks. I remember when Gus Edwards, not maybe it was two years ago, maybe three where he was the hottest uh, dynasty waiver wire ad, fab ad, that I had seen. in like I remember in our Super Goat League, Super Flex Goat League, he was on the waiver wire, and literally me and another GM were literally trading other GMs for like a dollar here, five dollars there of fab, so we could both have the absolute most. So there's always going to be one-offs, but like these guys are so special. And speaking of special... I want to talk about Dynasty Debates. You mentioned you had Michael Bauer on. Great dude. Previous guest here on the DWZ. Uh, I was on there again. I, we had a great conversation, but I shit the bed on that Zach Wilson take. <laughs> I did okay with Damian Harris that week. He he didn't blow up. He wasn't like a stud, but he got you like 15, 16. He by no means hurt you. But I, I really felt bad. So I was in Denver that weekend with my wife for our anniversary and I felt so bad that Sunday morning. I'm literally sitting in the Denver airport watching Zach Wilson literally shit in his hands and rub it on his face. And I am thinking nothing more but of the wonderful listeners of the Dynasty debate feeling like an absolute heel. But uh, tell us about some of the other people you have going on. What's going on with the Dynasty debate and your Twitter handle and everything. Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I think I mentioned on when I had you on the show. It's been it's really awesome to to come on here and chat with you guys. You uh, when I first got into dynasty sort of podcasts and stuff like that, like most people, I sort of got into redraft first and everything, and then slowly got into dynasty. And as I started getting into dynasty, didn't know anything about it. As in, I knew the idea, but I didn't understand all of it. So I started looking into different podcasts and different and you guys, Dynasty Rewind, Dynasty Nerds were a couple of the key ones that I first started listening to and started getting into and stuff. So it's been really cool, man. Like it's been really nice to make that connection and to come on and chop it up with you guys. It's been really lovely. Um, so I appreciate it and thank you very much for having me on. It's it is really fun. The the show is brand new. Dynasty Bates. I only started this year. Um, something I've been wanting to do for a couple of years, and finally just decided to go for it. Um, it's been really, really cool. I've had you, you on, um, Michael Bauer from Dynasty Rewind. Jake Trowbridge was on last week. Um, got a couple of really cool. P- um, Peter Howard is coming on. Um, I've got Russ Peter from will talk Dynasty. Your ear off, man. <laughs> uh, Dynasty uh, Outhouse, Russ Dynasty Outhouse is coming on. Um, Garrett Price will be on in November. Um, actually just had, just chatted with, uh, Izzy from dynasty trade calculator. He's coming on. So guys, a lot of really cool, really, really cool guys. And I've had, um, touch base with a couple of actually, um, cooter doodle. She's coming on as well. So that'll be a fun episode. Um, but yeah, just been really awesome to touch base with some really, really brilliant minds. I mean, that's the selling point, you know, is you, you don't, you get to hear these amazing people. I'm just 
the host who's keeping the show moving. Um, but you get to hear all these different takes from different brilliant people, um, you know, in the industry and in, in the community. So it's been really fun. It's really cool. It's every week and just try and give, um, you know, a bit of, like you said, in season content. So maybe a, a starter, a sit for the week. Um, some ideas of trades. We talk about trades because trading is one of my favorite parts of, of dynasty of fantasy in, in general. That's what got me into dynasty is I can just trade year long, which is, you know, the best part other than winning. It's the best part for me. Um, so yeah, it's been awesome, man. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, definitely you can hit me up on Twitter at FFF and Lucian, always chatting football and not always screenshotting other people's conversations and putting them on blast. But, you know, that's just something that happens occasionally, but yeah, no, it's all good. Hey, you get outline on Twitter. That's why we started good people, bad tweets. You can be a great person with a bad tweet. We're just trying to help keep <laughs> <It's> it guilty, <laughs> trying to keep it clean on these Twitter streets. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here in just a second. Uh, you're going to hear at the end of the show from my man, Matt, at Hate Brand Goods, just a, a quick note, huge restock. So they have some golf, like the game of golf, like polo style shirts. It's a, it's a shirt with a collar on it. You very rarely see any of us wear them, but if you need one for the office space, clean little logo, you want something different. You don't want the little penguin dude. You don't want the little jockey on a horse dude. You know, they have the floral bomb goat shorts are back. The oil slick goat shorts are back. And jujitsu rash guards because why not now i've been talking about the halloween drop the halloween drop is actually set for next thursday i thought it was this thursday it's next thursday the 28th that is the freddy krueger inspired goat shorts along with the dream chasers tees and hoodies this thursday they will be releasing a deadlift slipper jerry do you know what a deadlift slipper is not even the slightest idea so what i want you to do for those of you that don't deadlift and or don't know what a deadlift slipper is Go to Hate Brand Goods, that's the HVIII.com, and check them out. You may be like, I, I, I never knew such a creature existed. But, you know what? Maybe while you're there, you'll see a t-shirt you like. A pair of joggers, maybe you like that golf shirt to wear to the office. If you like anything, you use promo code MEMPHIS, you save money, and you help support the show. And Jerry, do you know what else supports the show? What else supports the show? Five-star reviews. Look you know what? You, you know you know how you can support the show for zero dollars. Do a five star review, Check or any big, review, I guess. I, I, you can subscribe. You could you could leave a comment. You could leave a thumbs up on YouTube. If but, you're gonna uh, talk shit, do it about Randy though. I'm abs- a sensitive guy. I, I I give zero shit. So if you have criticism and it's valid, we'll uh, we'll take a look at it. Uh, but this one come from Stacked Box via Apple Podcast, Canadian. So I expect this to be a five-star. Hey, what do you know, five-star? Canadian people are super nice. Awesome podcast for content and entertainment. Have listened for almost a year and joined the Patreon. Hey, it's a Patreon a few months ago, and it has been a tremendous help for a newer Dynasty player like myself. They really do make the world a better place for fantasy football, and I appreciate all the effort they put in. Keep up the great work. Now, we're to figure out who's, uh, whose Twitter handle is, or Apple podcast handle is stacked box but i appreciate the hell out of that jerry i see you smiling ear to ear i do i do they must be talking about the advice i give obviously but that's okay i mean if everybody's rebuilding that's what jerry's <laughs> here for but no i in all sincerity thank you stacked box because again yeah. it, it just takes a second to leave a review but it goes a long way and when you're leaving us the review search dynasty debates on your uh your your pod player if you're on youtube and give them a follow. What the hell? Give them a five-star and a follow. 
You did something nice for three guys, me, Evan, and Jerry, and we all appreciate it a ton. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Warzone. You can follow Evan at FFEvanLution. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis, Jerry at DWZ. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, Jerry, what are we doing? We're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Shout out to Mike Kenny from the YouTube feed. All the great comments. He said, happy birth, early birthday to Evan. And he said, Jerry's the Al Davis of the DWZ. And until next time, thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. We'll see you back here real soon with more Dynasty Talk. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. And this segment is brought to you by viridianglobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt, and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com, search the Dynasty Warzone store, and man, you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak